Grace and mercy and peace be with you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, as we begin today, I just want to say a big thank you to so many of you who have been participating in our ongoing Lent challenge. Uh, over the last uh, four weeks, five weeks, I suppose, we have been collecting items to go to a local nonprofit agency, 31 Backpacks, which provides food and hygiene items to about 190 children and families in the four county area. And each week, our uh, volunteer director of community outreach, Carrie Mayra, has put together a video update for us on how we have been doing. And so, as we begin today, here's another update from Carrie. Hey guys, it's Carrie, Director of Community Outreach, and we can see there's a lot of stuff here again, which is pretty awesome. Our goal this week is to be 850 items, and so we're going to get counting and see if we've broken that total. Hey guys, the total is in. Um, our goal to beat for this week was 850 items, um, so we gathered 580. 85 items for food and 171 hygiene items, speaking for a total of 656 items. Although we didn't hit the mark that we set, we still did an awesome job, so thanks everybody. So over the course of four weeks, we've collected over 2,000 items total, um, which is great, it'll go to 31 backpacks. So in the upcoming week, we will be doing something different for our challenge. So the item challenge for Lent is over, and we are moving on to our final challenge which will be a monetary donation collection so what we're going to be doing is a matching challenge which means that that we will the church will be putting up 250 dollars to match and so the goal for you guys is to see if you can exceed match at least match but if not exceed 250 dollars um, and just to keep in mind that each week the it takes about a thousand dollars for 31 backpacks to operate so my goal for you guys is the challenge is to hit a thousand dollars so good luck and thank you again for all that have, you have participated. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, over 2,000 items, that's very, very cool. That, um, and so as Carrie said, we're going to do a, a financial challenge, a $250 match from the church. Uh, if you want to participate in this, uh, we will be announcing the uh, monetary donation on Easter. So if you want to give next week uh, as well, you can. Uh, you can do that either by grabbing a, one of our offering envelopes and marking there's an other section. Uh, or if you want to just give by check today um, in the offering plate, you could put 31 backpacks in the memo line. Otherwise, we also have the opportunity you can give online at copperbooth.org or on our uh, church app, which if you don't have, it's available for mobile or uh, tablets uh, on any kind of device. Just go to the place you download apps and search for Saints Peter and Paul. So that's our plan for the next uh, two weeks, and we're going to uh, continue to bless many uh, families in this community. Uh, today wraps up this uh, Lenten series called I Give Up. And over the last four weeks, here are the topics that we have covered. I give up. I give up comfort. I give up pride. I give up power. I give up control. Remember the theme, an ongoing theme has been, if we were to hold on to any one of these things, it would inhibit us from experiencing the fullness of life in Jesus Christ. And so we give these things up in order to receive what it is that God gives to us. And so today, this final theme is, I give up giving up. I give up giving up. You know, it's easy to give up. It's easy in life to feel like the victim. It's easy in life to place blame 
on other people. It's easy in life to feel as though everything is working against you. It's kind of easy in this life to find ourselves just simply saying, I give up. I give up. And I know what that's like because I feel it as well in a variety of different situations in life. I like to know what's going on in this world, and so I pay attention to world events and to the news. I read, I watch, I listen to the news from various different sources and from, from all sorts of areas of the spectrum, from the right, from the left, from everywhere in between. But no matter the source that I pay attention to, it always just seems like people are constantly debating just debating and not listening to one another. And so I listen to all these debates on political and social issues, and I find myself often just saying, what's the point? What's the point of me trying to engage in this conversation at all? Nobody seems to be listening to one another anyways. I just simply want to give up on it. I just kind of give up on what's going on. It's easy to give up. It's easy to give up when, when health or physical ailments strike us. I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about I give up power, I, I mentioned very personally about the struggle that we've had with my daughter Phoebe's health, uh, with the skin issues that she battles. Um, and, and over the course of these weeks and months as we've been battling this, it's just a, it's a difficult situation. In the last week, we found out the doctor we had been seeing has now referred us uh, somewhere else and said we need to go see a pediatric dermatologist, which we're going to do uh, in Minneapolis this Tuesday. So continue to keep us in prayers. We, we envy those prayers. Pray for safe travels and uh, for healing for our daughter. But in this whole grand scheme of things, in this course of events, as we get shuffled between different doctors, it's just, it's easy and you all know as, as you go through these struggles in life, it's easy to find yourself just going, man, I give up. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I just, plain and simple, I give up. It, it's easy to give up when you, when you struggle in relationship issues. Uh, some of the younger ones here, uh, if you're in high school or maybe even, maybe even college, some of you are, are struggling with relationships with your, with your parents uh, you may not understand where they're coming from. They may not understand where you're coming from. And, and, and those can be very difficult situations in life. Some of you who are younger here are, are dealing with relationship issues at school, uh, whether that be just the anxiety or stress or, or gossip or, or, frankly, the bullying that exists, the worry in school. There are many relationship issues that people struggle with. Some of you, your marriages are, are strained. Even the healthy relationships, even the healthy marriages get, get strained every once in a while. You want to make it work, but it can be so hard. Many of you are battling relationship issues at work, whether it be with coworkers or with your bosses. There are just relationship conflicts all over the place. And when those things go unresolved, it's very easy for us just to say, fine, I won't have a relationship with you. I give up on you. It's easy to give up. It's easy to give up. It's easy in this life to say, I give up. I give up hope. I give up trying. I give up plain and simple on people. Sometimes I even want to give up on God. Today, I'm encouraging you to give up giving up. To give up giving up. And this is exactly what the Apostle Paul has in mind for us today in Romans chapter 8. 
If you've never read all of Romans chapter 8, it's a wonderfully encouraging chapter where the Apostle Paul is trying to build Christian people up in this new life they have in Christ to find themselves fully immersed in the love of Jesus Christ. And Romans chapter 8, 31 through 39, our epistle lesson today, is particularly powerful for us sinful, broken people living in a sinful, broken world. I'm going to follow uh, these verses here for a minute, kind of uh, verse by verse. If you want to take out your lesson insert and follow along, maybe ch- jot down some notes. Uh, but but here's, here's what, I, what I want to begin with. The Apostle Paul says this in verse 31 of chapter 8. What then shall we say to these things? Now just prior to this, Paul had laid out a whole bunch of difficulties that Christian people face. So what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? What does this say that God did for us? What did God do for us? He did not spare his son. Instead, what did he do? He gave up his son. As we've been in this Lenten series, week after week after week, what have I been reminding you? God has given up everything for you. God gives up for you. God is for you. He gives up for you. He did not spare his son. He gave him up. He gave up everything. He gave up his life so that you could have everything, life now and forever. He goes on in verse 34. I'm skipping a verse here. Verse 34 says this, Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, and who is interceding for us. You see that Jesus did not just die for us. Paul says more than that. You see, anybody can die. As a matter of fact, all people do die, unless Christ returns first. But not anyone else besides Jesus has been raised from the dead for eternity. Jesus Christ, more than dying, was raised from the dead. This means, friends, that he is alive and he is victorious. And this is how nothing can have power over you. Because he's ruling, he's reigning, he has all authority in heaven and on earth because he rose from the dead. Paul goes on, can then anything separate you from his love? Can anything separate you from his love? No, nothing can, nothing. Paul lists these things. He says, can tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, can any of these things separate you from God's love in Jesus Christ? Paul says no. For Paul's audience, these were very real struggles. I said the things that make us want to give up, maybe our relationship issues or health issues or or a variety of things. For Paul's audience, these were the real things. This is what they were dealing with. This is what they were dealing with in Rome as, as persecution from the empire was coming upon them, right? It was very easy for them to say, Paul, as a Christian, I, I can't handle this persecution. I can't handle the constant threats on my life and my family's life simply for believing in Jesus. Paul, Paul, I just, I want to give up. I want to give up. And so Paul kind of pauses here then and he says, in, in a way, he says, I understand. I understand. In verse 46, in verse 46, Paul says this, For your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. 
This is kind of a, a tricky verse if you don't understand the context. Paul is quoting Psalm chapter 44, verse 22. And, and what Paul is saying here is he's taking the, this is like people speaking to God, saying, God, it feels like for your sake we're just like sheep led to the slaughter. In biblical times, this was the role of the sheep. This is the role of being a sheep. You lived your life as a sheep for the purpose of going to the slaughter. That was the whole point of living, was to be killed. Many of you gathered with us on Wednesday evenings during the season of Lent, and during those Wednesday evenings, we focused a lot on the Old Testament sacrificial system. Uh, we've got a sermon archive of those things if you want to go, if you weren't able to join us. But in the Old Testament sacrificial system, what was the purpose of the sheep, of the lamb? It was the purpose of the lamb to live in order to be sacrificed. Day and night, lambs were being sacrificed among the people of Israel. So if you knew a sheep, the purpose of living as a sheep was to be sacrificed. And so Paul says, I understand that it feels like as a Christian that you're just living your life like it feels like you're being led to the slaughter. I understand. I understand that. But Paul says to them, he says to them in verse 47, in all of this, in, in all of the tribulation, distress, persecution, in all of this, no, 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 in all of these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. We are more than conquerors this means that in this life, we do not just deal with stuff. We do not just get by. We do not just go through things. In this life, we are not even just overcomers. We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, Christ has promised that nothing, nothing, nothing shall overpower us in the realm of eternity. One of my favorite Christian bands is a band called Rend Collective. Uh, we don't sing a lot of their stuff here. It's kind of hard to sing. Uh, you hear some of it as you come into worship and as you leave. Uh, but they have a song called More Than Conquerors. They're an Irish band. Uh, and this is their take on an old Irish hymn called More Than Conquerors. I want to show you an abbreviated version of their song here. More Than Conquerors. strength is gone. You're the one who calls me on. You are the life. You are the fight that's in my soul. Oh, your resurrection power burns like fire in my heart. When waters rise, I lift my eyes up to your throne. Conqueror 
chain is breakable with you. We are victorious. You are stronger than our hearts. You are greater than the dark with you. We are victorious. It's easy in this life to give up, to give up hope, to give up on purpose. It's easy in this life to give up on people. Sometimes it's easy just to give up on life or maybe even to give up on God. But I want you to hear and to know clearly today that God never gives up on you. As a matter of fact, God gives up for you. God never gives up on you. God gives up for you. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not graciously give us all things? God is for you. Who can be against you? God never gives up on you. As a matter of fact, he gives up for you. So I'll say it like this. If you are going to give up, If you're going to give up in this life, I'd encourage you to give up. (laughs) To give up. To give up to the one who has all things in his control. To give up all of the things to God who has your life in his hands. To give up all of your worry. To give up all your false sense of comfort and pride and control and power. To give up all of your anxiety to give up all of your stress, to give it up to the one who up on a cross gave up his spirit for you and in his dying breath spoke these words from the cross, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. What a powerful word from Jesus Christ as he gives up his spirit. Forgiveness for you. Forgiveness is a powerful thing. Forgiveness should cause exuberance and joy in our lives. Next Sunday, when we gather together, we have a big confirmation class, and there will be a number of students, eighth grade students, who will stand before this congregation and confirm the fact that they are Christian people. A few weeks ago in confirmation class, Marcus, who was doing the box here, also teaches confirmation with me, and Marcus was teaching the kids about confession and absolution about what we did at the beginning of this service, where we confess our sins, and I, as a, as a mouthpiece of Jesus Christ, speak forgiveness to you. And Marcus said to those kids, hey, forgiveness is such a powerful thing, it should cause this joy in our lives. And so he gave them a little bit of a challenge. And he said to them, you know what would be really kind of cool? Is if next Sunday, 
When pastor says to you, your sins are forgiven in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, if all of you guys just said, Wahoo! Yeah! Yeah! Wahoo! And there was one eighth grade boy who said, I'm going to do it, Marcus. I'm going to stand up on my chair and I'm going to jump off it and say, Wahoo! My sins are forgiven. We haven't seen him in church since. Uh, <laughs> maybe next week. Maybe we'll, next week we'll have all the confirmation kids stand up on chairs just jumping for the exuberance of this joy that Jesus brings into our lives. We are more than conquerors because he died and rose for us. And so as we conclude today, as we conclude this Give Up series of Lent, I have a little challenge for you. Now, this may be a little charismatic or exuberant for some of you stoic German and Finlanders, but I want you to stand up. Go ahead. That's the, this is the easy part. Stand up. <laughs> stand up. As we conclude today and we talk about giving up on giving up, what I want you to do is give it up for the one who gave it all up for you. So, we give it up for Jesus. Would you please join me? We give it up for Jesus. We give it up for the one who gave up his life for us. We give it up for Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, 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 amen. And now that you are standing, we will confess this bold Christian faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We confess.